BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on Football Full Circle, a huge Monday show for you. I am Ben Stevens. George Kurtz here for Joe Lisi on this Monday. And George, a tough task for us today, but an exciting task as we get to recap everything that happened in the NFL regular season. What Week 18 sets up now for the playoffs as the AFC and NFC postseason picture have been solidified. What it means for the future throughout this postseason and even beyond in the National Football League. And then George, on top of that, on a Monday evening in Los Angeles, a national champion will be crowned in college football. Number one, Georgia, the reigning national champs, take on number three, TCU, the underdogs all year looking to prove a point one final time. So, George, a huge Monday ahead on Football Full Circle. Thank you for being here. Oh, always my pleasure. And on top of all that, we just find out uh, that Cliff Kingsbury is gone from Arizona, Black Monday in the NFL. Uh the first thing that's going through my mind is uh, the meme we see all the time, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, uh, Heath Ledger, you know, the Joker, and here yeah. we go. Certainly so, George. It even started late on a Sunday night in the true regular season finale. While the Packers were facing off against the Lions, we got news that Lovey Smith fired as the Houston Texans head coach after just one season. Both Lovey and David Culley only given one year each of the past two years at the helm of the Texans organization. We'll look at that. Maybe why it happened for Lovey right now, where Houston moves moving forward. And of course, we'll follow the news on Cliff Kingsbury a little bit later on in the show. But George, last night on a Sunday night at Lambeau Field, it was very simple for the Green Bay Packers. Win and in. But before we get to the stakes available in Green Bay, Wisconsin, we have to set the stage for that game. Because in the afternoon window leading into Sunday night football, the Seattle Seahawks had a must-win game to keep their postseason hopes alive and it was a struggle against the LA Rams they were down by a touchdown at the break down with about five minutes remaining in regulation Jason Myers George the kicker for Seattle has an opportunity to give the Seahawks the victory keeping their playoff hopes alive with a 46 yarder as time expires in regulation it doinks off the right upright but he has a chance to atone for the miss in overtime, and this time he converts, sending Seattle, at least at that point, with their postseason hopes alive. And then, George, Seattle would need some help from Detroit, as we saw on Sunday night 
football. But first, George, the Seahawks staying alive, and then it set up a huge atmosphere Sunday night at Lambeau. Seahawks did stay alive. Pretty good way to put it there, right? Ref certainly helped yep. out in that game as well. If you watched it, some uh, questionable calls, shall we say, uh, to say the least here, that mm-hmm. went against uh, – Went against the Rams there, but uh, Seahawks pull it out. It's been a nice story. Geno Smith there, I believe. Uh, he, he might have set the record for most uh, passing yards in the uh, first Seahawks there, so good for him. Yep. Uh, Kenneth Walker looked great yesterday, right? Uh, man, that man's fast. Uh, I mean, they're going to run into a, uh, a buzzsaw here in San Fran this week. I think it's about as far as they go here. But it's a pretty good story this year. You trade Russell Wilson, right? You get all those picks, and you still make the playoffs with maybe a quarterback who's better for your system. So uh, it'll be an interesting offseason. What are they going to do with Geno? He's a free agent. How much are you going to pay him? Do you want to keep him? But uh, really, I mean, I thought Pete Carroll was maybe in over his head this year with what was going on. Yeah. I was wrong. Only five and a half for the win total for the Seahawks in the preseason before 2022 got underway. And as George mentioned, Seattle into the postseason because with the victory, the Seahawks did not clinch their own playoff berth. They needed help. They needed the Lions to beat the Packers. Yet with the win, Seattle eliminated Detroit from postseason contention. But motivation, George, is not something the Detroit Lions are ever going to lack, it seems, under head coach Dan Campbell. So they go to Lambeau knowing their season was going to come to a close at the end of the game regardless of the outcome. And the Packers just needed to win to get back into the postseason. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, George on a four-game winning streak entering the regular season finale booked as a four and a half point favorite. Just win the football game and Aaron Rodgers is back in the playoffs. Nope. The Lions win outright as a four and a half point underdog, 20 to 16, to send Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, George, home packing and out of the postseason. Stunning. All right, just uh, stunning here. Hey, uh, I thought the Lions were great. Absolutely great. I think this is a great sign for them. Uh, with how, how hard they played, even though the game didn't mean anything, you know the NFL wanted Green Bay in the playoffs. Yeah. With the way they set the schedule up, you know they wanted Green Bay in the playoffs. That game should not have been a standalone game at night. The Green Bay game and the Seattle game should have been played at the same time to make sure that Detroit would uh, have something to play for. Uh, but for Campbell to keep uh, keep his team's focus on the game, just fantastic. Think about Detroit. They got, to, I mean, they got a sixth overall pick coming uh, from right. the trade with the Rams here. They got their yep. own 17th pick. They're building here. Dangerous, dangerous team. Could be in a couple of years if things are done right. We may have made fun of Campbell. I, Lord knows I have. He's given us a lot of quotes to go, you know, to run with here, biting kneecaps and biting ankles and everything else. Right. But he's got that team playing hard, and they play hard for him. Great job here. As for Green Bay, it's almost the exact opposite. No excuse for losing that game last night. Except when you lose your cool. All right? I mean, Rasul Douglas taking that stupid, unsportsmanlike penalty. Uh, Unsportsmanlike like penalty, uh, penalty. Unsportsmanlike yeah. like contact penalty for hitting the football, then hitting the guy in the head. What are you, what are you doing there in the first place? Why are you walking, uh, you know, in the trench there and hit the ball? What you don't want the kicker to get a practice kick there? Never seen that before. Never seen that in 40 years. So amazing they did that. And then of course hitting the uh, trainer. After what happened this week? You pushed the trainer. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Quay Walker. Ejected from that football game. Many mental mistakes for the Packers and not good enough offensively either. Aaron Rodgers passing yards prop, George, for that Sunday night finale. 256.5. He goes under for an eighth straight time to end out the year. Never over 300 yards all year long for Aaron Rodgers. We continue to look at the playoff slate on FFC next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back live right here on Football Full Circle, the day following the end of the NFL regular season with the playoffs now set in the National Football League. So, George, we mentioned it. The Packers upset at home last night by the Detroit Lions, who end the year winning eight of their final ten games. They have been booked as an underdog, as they were in Lambeau last night, 28 times in the 34 regular season games under Dan Campbell as head coach. They have covered in 19 of them, and they won outright for the fifth time this year as an underdog last night, sending the Packers home and the Seahawks into the postseason. Gift baskets, fruit baskets, whatever the Detroit Lions organization wants from Seattle coming their way to the Motor City this upcoming week. So the Seattle Seahawks, George, take the seventh and final NFC playoff spot. At the top of the postseason seeding yesterday, the Eagles needed just one win or just to win the game, I should say, George, against the New York Giants to claim the NFC East Divisional crown and that NFC number one overall seed. It wasn't the prettiest of outcomes as the Birds were booked as a 16.5-point favorite against not even the backups for the Giants, but the third stringers for Brian Dayball in New York. But ultimately, George, Philly was in control of the game, certainly throughout the opening half, and they walk away with a 22-16 victory, claiming the NFC East and the number one overall seed in the conference. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. You know, uh, then again, it wasn't important to be pretty. I think it was more important, A, to win the game, of course, and B, to get Hurts in there. You didn't want him not playing for five weeks, right? That wouldn't be good. You know, get the rust out in that game, and then you worry about who you're going to play in uh, the divisional round of the playoffs in two weeks. So uh, I think they accomplished their goal here. Is there some worry in Philadelphia? Sure, right? Uh, you lost to Dallas. You know, uh, you lost to New Orleans. Probably the New Orleans game bothers you more. Uh, that's the game. Yeah, even with Minshew, you really should take care of business there. And it was kind of ugly yesterday, but you got the W. You got your bye. Everything's on track. Yeah, everything's on track here. So as long as Hertz is truly healthy, which I still have my doubts about, but maybe two weeks he will be. You know, can he can he be that running force he was all season long? Right. If he, uh, if he can't really run the ball, he's a different, different kind of quarterback. Not that he can't throw the ball, but his value is really with his legs as well as his arm. Yeah, absolutely. So, and you saw George last night that. 
in the game against New York. He wasn't actively looking to run. I believe he only finished with 13 rushing yards. What made him an MVP contender was the orchestration of that Philly offense, one of the top five rushing offenses in all the NFL this year, but also what Jalen Hurts was able to do with his right arm. And it's the right-throwing shoulder that has kept Hurts sidelined the last two weeks. Nick Sirianni saying after the game, he certainly wasn't 100% healthy. He was hurting throughout the football game, but he gutted it out for the victory. And all the Eagles needed to do was win. They didn't need to cover. They did not cover as a 16.5-point favorite. But they take the number one overall seed in the NFC and that opening round by in the postseason. But they're not the hottest team in the conference or the NFL, George. That, the San Francisco 49ers. Ten consecutive victories. Ten in a row to end out the regular season as the Niners, George, absolutely hammered the Arizona Cardinals in their regular season finale, 38-13. Again, Brock Purdy has looked incredibly efficient in his now five starts, but six games at the helm of San Francisco's offense. They have scored 33 or more, George, in five of those six, including 38 yesterday against the Cards, easily covering as a 14-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, they look like to be on a collision course with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, right, for a championship game in Philadelphia. Uh, They have played that well. Let's see. This is a tough, physical football team, and you could make the argument, I certainly would, that Purdy is better than Garoppolo. That's why I found it funny over the weekend that we heard that uh, uh, Jimmy G's still on uh, pace to return in late January. Who the hell cares? If they're still playing in late January, it means Purdy's still winning. You're not making Mm -hmm. that change of quarterback. You're not doing that at all. Uh, Maybe Shanahan is a genius with quarterback. Maybe the system isn't really deserved. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Maybe it's a running team. Whatever it is, it is working. And Purdy looks good. It keeps going through my head. How how is this guy Mr. Irrelevant? Did everybody just miss on him, or is it because of Shanahan and his system? But uh, the Niners look great. You get back Debo yesterday, which I think is key for this team. They're all set to go. I mean, this is gonna be, they're going to be a very tough out. I know what we're all going to point to eventually. Oh, this first playoff game. How's he going to do his first playoff game on the road? Yeah, will he be able to handle if, if he does go to Philadelphia, will he be able to handle Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Cold weather. You know, it was a brutal day in Philly. We'll see here. But this San Fran team is legit. Absolutely so, George. When you win 10 straight, regardless of who your quarterback is, something is working very well, and the Niners can rely on that defense, the best scoring unit in the league. And Brock Purdy, George, to your point, has looked like a starting NFL quarterback, not the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft or Mr. Irrelevant. Certainly with that Cy-Hawk connection with George Kittle. The tight end out of Iowa obviously has been in the league now for quite some time with San Francisco. Brock Purdy playing his college ball in Ames, Iowa at Iowa State. 11 touchdowns now thrown, George, by Brock Purdy in his five NFL starts. Seven of them have been caught by George Kittle. Christian McCaffrey looks really good. Elijah Mitchell is back in healthy. Debo has been using this time off to get healthier in San Francisco. Hosts their divisional foe in Seattle on Saturday to start off Super wild card weekend. That's a 10-point spread already in favor of the Niners. The number three spot, George, pretty much locked up for the Minnesota Vikings entering the weekend. They would have needed a lot of help to move up in the positional standings within the NFC playoff picture. But they at least go to Chicago. They get a victory to close out the year. Kirk Cousins was good. Justin Jefferson did not make history by becoming the single-season record holder for receiving yards in the NFL. Needed a buck 94, only got 38, but the Vikings were efficient. Kirk Cousins taken out in the third quarter. All pretty good for the Vikings in their win over the Bears, George, 29-13 to to end out the season. Yeah, you took care of business. You, know, you won the game easy. Uh, you got your starters out of there. Uh, Dalvin Cook did get banged up. 
right? Uh, with the ankle, right. I don't think it's anything too serious. But still, uh, you can make an argument. He was banged up coming into the game. Why was he playing? Uh, give him the extra week there. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they had to face the Giants, a team they just beat a couple of weeks ago at home. It was a good game. It wasn't an easy win here. Nope. I'll be honest with you, Ben. What shock if the Giants win this game at all? Nope. Uh, I, I think Minnesota is a paper a paper tiger here. I think we've seen that all season long. They're a, I guess we could say they're a good team, far from great. Uh, so they are what they are here. If they can get the ball at Jefferson, they're dangerous. If they can't, they're going to have some problems. How will Cousins do? Uh, it's technically not a prime time game, but you know it's a big game here, and we're all going to have doubts there. And uh, you know Daniel Jones, <laughs> we give him a lot of crap. What does I have? And uh, yeah, he looks much better with Brian DeBoe. You know, can he continue? You know, if he can come up with a BRW here, he's going to make himself even more money next year. I will say the sun will have at least set midway through the first quarter for the Vikings and the Giants. It's the mid-afternoon game of the three, Sunday kicking off around 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. A three-point spread, George, in favor of Minnesota. If that line holds, or at least if it stays under four, four or under, Minnesota will have played now in 11 of their last 13 football games as either the favorite or the underdog with a game that had the pregame number at four points or less. These close games for both of these teams has been the story all year long. I think a lot of people, George, are going to be looking at Big Blue and Brian Dayball for what he has done in his first year as an NFL head coach. I think should win the award for Coach of the Year, but Kevin O'Connell might have something to say about that as well. And we'll get to the ramifications for the Bears losing that football game in just a little bit. George, entering this weekend, the Dallas Cowboys still had a lot at stake. Although it seemed unlikely with the Eagles a 16.5-point favorites against the Giants' backup backups for them to lose that football game, they still had a shot at the NFC East crown. They still had a shot of moving up their seating in the NFC overall playoff picture as it stood. And, George, they played their starters a good majority of the football game on the road in Washington. Dallas was booked as a 7.5-point favorite. They lost by 20, George, 26-6. to And, again, not because the reserves came in midway through the opening quarter when the Cowboys looked at the scoreboard and saw the Eagles were running away with it. No, they played well into the fourth quarter, and Dallas lays a dud, George, before they enter the postseason. What is your concern level for the Cowboys? Immense. Immense. Dak looked pathetic. The uh, special teams were a complete disaster. The offensive line is, is not cohesive right now. Funny how the offensive line looks worse as Tyron Smith uh, came back. I think it's also because Terrence Steele went out the same week there. Uh, but yeah, your concern, your concern amateur is pretty high now if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. Seven straight games with an interception for Dak Prescott. 15 in total in just 12 games this year. We'll continue to go around the National Football League and the playoff picture up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. 
Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on Football Full Circle the day after the end of the 2022 NFL regular season. It is now in the books. The playoffs on the horizon starting just in a few days, George, with a double header on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then one final game of Super Wild Card Weekend on Monday night in Tampa Bay. George, let's tidy up the NFC before we turn our attention to the AFC playoff picture, because we just mentioned it, the Cowboys laying an absolute dud in their regular season finale in a game their starters played a good majority of, losing by 20 points as a seven-and-a-half point road favorite against the Commanders and a rookie quarterback in Sam Howell making his first start. It will be anything but a rookie quarterback, George, for their playoff game in Tampa Bay on Monday night. The Cowboys are the five seed, the top wild card spot in the NFC by virtue of clinching the AF, or the NFC South, rather, George. The Buccaneers host that football game as the four seed in the NFC postseason. Right now, the Cowboys, George, a three-point road favorite, but you have a Cowboys team that has only won three playoff games in the past two and a half decades, and you have Tom Brady that has won 35 playoff games in his 22, now 23-year NFL career. George, as you look at these two teams on paper, it makes sense from the odds perspective to book Dallas as a favorite despite the dud to end out the regular season because the Buccaneers have left a lot to be desired all year long. But what is your feeling for the Cowboys entering that road playoff game in Tampa Bay? Well, I don't see how you're feeling good about this. I mean, uh, you start with Dak, right, who's been, you said it, uh, he's, I think he leads the league in interceptions even though he missed five games, right? He's, uh, he's throwing three pick sixes now in the past four weeks uh, or something like that, so that's not good. He's, uh, I know everybody loves to make excuses for his interceptions. Uh, yeah, some of them aren't his fault. A lot of them are. You know, and uh, I don't. I never really care, by the way, whose fault it is. Your interceptions are your interceptions. It's on your record. It's what it is. We don't count the ones that should have been intercepted that were dropped. You know, so yeah, the ones that may have deflected or whatever. Sure, they're still yours. Uh, it just balances out. Uh, balances out both ways here. Uh, his yeah. confidence has to be shot right now. I think that's an issue here. Uh, Zeke is obviously old, old and slow. And you're not getting anything from him. The offensive line is not cohesive. So that's your problems on offense. All right, the, the offensive line is not opening up holes for uh, Zeke or Pollard, for that matter. On defense, that left cornerback slot is – man, they might give you a phone call. See if you can play your left. <laughs> they don't have one. They do not, and you don't think Brady is going to kill that spot? All right, yeah. Diggs can only cover one of Godwin and Evans. Only one. That other uh, – uh, I said that, that opposite corner is going to be a big problem. My guess is Diggs goes one-on-one, and they'll double cover whoever's on the other side here to give that cornerback some help because they don't have one right now. They literally don't have one. They're they're having tryouts each and every week for that spot here. Good luck. Brady's going to kill that spot. The big question is this. Brady probably won't make the mistake. 
Dak has shown over and over again he will. You already brought up the numbers. Yep. Uh, Cowboys don't win playoff games. They don't win big games. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins this game. I'd be, I mean, I'd be very much surprised if they don't. Tampa Bay beat Dallas earlier in the year. They beat Dallas last yeah. year, and I think they beat Dallas Monday night as well. George, it's really interesting, right? Because these two teams, although they do not play in the same division, have met each of the past two years to start the football season. It was the Thursday night opener in 2021, the first Sunday night football game of the year here in 2022. Tampa was victorious in both. The Cowboys were a large underdog to start last year. They did cover that game in what was much more competitive than people expected entering. But this year, a short number like this, Tampa at home favored, or excuse me, Dallas at home, but Tampa Tampa was a slight two-and-a-half-point favorite, and they win that football game 19-3. to It was ugly. Dak got injured. That right-throwing thumb on his right-throwing hand. And so it set up the season from there. So that's how the NFC looks right now, George. The Eagles, the number one spot, and the bye. San Francisco, the two seed, will take on their divisional foe in Seattle, the seven seed. Right now, the Niners, a 10-point favorite. It's Minnesota hosting the New York Giants, the three-versus-six matchup. Right now, the Vikes, just a three-point home favorite. And then again, the four-versus-five. Tampa Bay hosting the Dallas Cowboys as a three-point home underdog. All right now, George, to the AFC. All week long, of course, as we got ready for week number 18, the focus in the National Football League was on the health and the condition of Buffalo's DeMar Hamlin. Such incredibly positive and optimistic news, George, entering the weekend, the updates to his condition, the intubator taken out that breathing tube on Friday morning. He was progressing in an incredible way, almost a miraculous already recovery to this point. Doctors saying his brain condition is excellent, and we got a picture from DeMar Hamlin getting ready for Sunday's slate, George, in week number 18 of he and his parents in his hospital room, still at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, watching the football game and sending out his trademark heart that he does with his hands. So that was such a welcome relief, George, as we got ready for the football game because the game of football felt insignificant most of last week, and you could tell that DeMar wanted his teammates to be ready for a big football game as the Bills were looking to clinch the number two seed in the AFC. Seven-point home favorites against the New England Patriots. And, George, sports, in my opinion... Probably the most cosmic thing in this world. Sports can be the absolute best. It's why we love these games that we see each and every week because of the relief that they provide, that welcome sense of excitement each and every week. And we saw that on full display in an emotional environment in Buffalo yesterday for the Bills and the Patriots. And on the opening kick of the football game, Naheem Hines for Buffalo takes it 96 yards to the house. The first play, George, since that horrifying scene on Monday night for Buffalo, a 96-yard opening kickoff return for Naheem Hines and Buffalo. He added one from 101 yards in the middle of the third quarter that gave the Bills the lead for good at that point. And Buffalo clinches the two-seed, George, with a 35-23 victory over New England, sending the Patriots home and ending their season for a second straight year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was Hollywood yesterday, right? Just pure Hollywood, the op- opening yeah. kickoffs returned for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Uh, I mean, it was a great scene. Absolutely great scene here. Uh, and probably good they got all the emotion out, you know, as before the playoff start there. 
Uh, you win the game, you eliminate New England, now you get to eliminate another uh, divisional foe this week in Miami. Uh, so I think Buffalo is heading in the right direction here, you know, as far as what they want to do, where they want to go. Uh, and we know where they want to go, right? They want to go to the bowl. Uh, championship game's not good enough for them. Been there, done that. They want to go to the bowl here. And I think they'll get up to a good start. I think they'll take care of Miami. I think Miami's got, obviously got a lot of issues of their own here as far as quarterback is concerned, who's going to start. I know Tyreek Hill says, you know, oh, uh, you know he'll make sure uh, Tyre, uh, he'll make sure to do a Tiger Lowe is starting up. This week, no, you won't. He's got to pass the concussion protocol and the independent review. They'll make sure he is or he isn't starting this week. And if it's not to, and he's not up to a par anyway, it won't matter. Buffalo will roll. Yeah, it will be very interesting, George. I don't expect Tua Tungabailoa to play in that football game. Obviously, we'll let the medical staff of the Miami Dolphins figure that out. But I think with everything that has happened this year, you think about the long-term effects for Tua Tungabailoa, I'm not expecting him to play. I think it's more on the right pinky on the throwing hand for Teddy Bridgewater and how effective he can be. And we'll get right to it, George, because the Bills clinched the number two seed, but the seventh and final spot in the AFC postseason left up for grabs by Buffalo's victory over New England. It's exactly what the Finns needed. They needed a Patriots loss and an outright victory over the New York Jets. The quarterback matchup, George, for that football game was not what we anticipated entering Week 18. Joe Flacco for New York. Skyler Thompson, the rookie QB out of Kansas State, getting the start for the Finns in a must-win football game. It was ugly. No offensive touchdowns scored by either team in the game. A safety at the end on a pitchy woo-woo as the New York Jets tried to extend the football game. And Miami wins 11-6. A Jason Sanders 50-yard field goal under 10 minutes remaining, George, was truly the game winner for Miami. And because of the Patriots' loss, the Dolphins survived. They are into the postseason as that third and final AFC wildcard team. That game could not have ended sooner yesterday. For the love of God, yeah. that was bad. Uh, that set football back. All right, that, that, was just, that was just bad. Uh, <laughs> nine, uh, 11 6 final. Uh, you mentioned the pitchy woo woo at the end, which definitely was uh, beneficial to some people. You had uh, minus three and a half. So uh, good for you. Uh, actually, we don't know about Miami. You just don't know. If Tua is back, which I think you're, I, listen, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to play. But let's just say for the sake of argument that he is and he's ready to play and he's the Tua we saw at times during the season, could be a good game, right? The first time they played uh, Buffalo and Buffalo, where it was. Cole, but he played well there. It was a fun game to watch. Could be a fun game again. I have my doubts. I don't think he will play. I think it will be Teddy Bridgewater uh, with right. the uh, dislocated pinky, and then it's sort of good luck about how he can play with it. It certainly won't be 100% healed. We've seen guys play with pinky, uh, you know, bad pinkies before. If you're old enough like me, you can remember Steve DeBerg playing with a pin in his uh, pinky, uh, pin in his pinky, and a cast mm. on it. That was just gross back in the day. But I remember that game, so it can be done. Roger Starbuck. Uh, his uh, pinky is permanently dis- dislocated to this day. And it looks, uh, you know, it's, I think it's bent the wrong way. So it can be done. We'll just see if Teddy Bridgewater can do it. Yeah, we will see. Right now, the odds not giving Buffalo, or excuse me, Miami, much optimism. It's a 10.5 point spread in favor of Buffalo. They split their season series, as George alluded to, as recently as just a couple of weekends ago on a Saturday night primetime game, a very cold, blustery Buffalo game, and the Bills won that football game 32-29 to as the snow fell. But Miami covered in both, but Tua Tungavailoa played in both games against the Bills this 
here on Saturday evening, George, the first of two in a doubleheader with a victory based on win percentage. The Chiefs would have claimed the number one overall seed, and that's what they did, handling the Las Vegas Raiders 31-13, to even covering, George, as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, something the Chiefs did not do a ton of this year, just covering as a favorite in general, certainly not as a touchdown or more favorite nine times that uh, this season, including the game against Las Vegas, just three and six against the spread. So the number one seed in the AFC, George, Kansas City. The number two seed, the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk about the rest of the AFC postseason picture on the other side of the break. We'll wrap up the end of the regular season in the NFL, what the playoff picture looks like now in the AFC, all the seeding components you need to know, and then we turn our attention to a national championship on the line tonight in L.A. for college football. Number one, Georgia. Number three, TCU. All of that and more up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... Get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So we've told you the NFC playoff picture. Now time to tidy up the AFC. The Kansas City Chiefs hammer the Raiders on Saturday evening. They claim the number one overall seed in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills in an emotional finale in Western New York against the Patriots. Send New England home. Two touchdown returns on kickoffs from Naheem Hines. Buffalo is the number two seed. In the AFC, they will face a divisional foe as Miami takes advantage of the New England loss and claims the seventh and final AFC postseason spot. Now the other seeds, George, because Cincinnati needed a victory at home on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens to avoid any potential coin toss that would determine home field advantage for an eventual Bengals-Ravens showdown in the playoffs. Since he said, enough of a coin flip, we're winning this football game. And they did, 27-16 in control through a good majority of that game. And, George, it was Baltimore starting rookie undrafted quarterback out of Oregon, Anthony Brown. Lamar Jackson still on the sideline. Tyler Huntley banged up for this finale as well. So Anthony Brown gets his first career start in Georgia. It showed 19 of 44 through the air. 
two interceptions, four overall turnovers for Baltimore as a team since he takes advantage. They close as an 11.5-point favorite as that line just absolutely escalated with the news that Anthony Brown would make the start. They don't slightly cover by the hook. They still win by double digits, George. They are the three seed in the AFC, and they will have home field for their opening playoff round matchup against Baltimore this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, no, what were you talking about all week? Will Lamar play? Now, that's what we'll, uh, we will be talking about. Will Lamar oh. play here? We're hearing that they're still swelling on the knee, that it's, uh, that's probably not going to go away by, uh, you know, by the weekend. So even if he does play, we don't know what percentage he'll be at. You know, or will he be able to yeah. run with the band like he has been? Because he needs that. Yeah, he has to be able to be. He has to be Lamar. Or they're not beating Cincinnati. I don't think they're beating Cincinnati anyway. You know, yeah, the man has played in over a month uh, to beat a really good team in Cincinnati. I don't think that's happening here. I think Baltimore pretty much treated yesterday's game. I think they did this smartly. I think they knew they weren't going to win, so treat it like a bye. You know, get out, get players as healthy as possible here, and we'll see what we can do on Sunday night here. But I like Cincinnati yeah. a whole bunch in this game. Absolutely. Me as well, George. When you look at the line, that early approach for the Bengals and the Ravens in Cincy on Sunday night, it's Cincinnati is a six and a half point favorite. Again, with Anthony Brown starting, the Bengals close as an 11 and a half point favorite against Baltimore. Five points of difference for a playoff game means that we expect the Ravens to be healthier. But what exactly will Lamar's status be and how exactly healthy and efficient can Lamar Jackson be? Because, George, you're right. They incorporate the offense around Lamar, and rightfully so. He is that guy that can do it all as one of the most dynamic playmakers in the sport. But he needs to be dynamic for Baltimore's offense to have success. They have scored 17 or less points now in their six final games of the regular season. So Cincinnati, George, because of the win percentage and the unprecedented circumstance of Monday night, with following DeMar Hamlin's collapse, of course, we got the ratified vote from the owners that we are doing win percentage in the potential of a Kansas City-Buffalo AFC title game being played at a neutral site. Cincinnati, sadly, gets the short end of the stick. And it wasn't going to be 100% perfect, George, but the Bengals are the three seed. If they were to beat the Ravens and the Bills were to beat the Miami Dolphins, both are a touchdown or more favorite, then that game would be in Buffalo, the two versus three in the divisional round. And Cincy would have to go to the Bills and the Chiefs once again if they want to get back to Super Bowl 57. On Saturday night, George, the nightcap of that doubleheader Winner-take-all, AFC South Divisional crown on the line in Duval County between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. The Jags closed as a a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and it was a much more competitive game, George, than I think a lot of people anticipated. Tennessee had a lead for a good majority of the football game into the fourth quarter, but a strip sack. Sean Jenkins sacks Joshua Dobbs. Josh Allen, the edge rusher for Jacksonville, picks it up, takes it 37 yards the other way for the game-winning touchdown midway through that fourth quarter. Jacksonville wins, George, and they get their second-ever AFC South Divisional title. Yeah, that was a bad game. All right, uh, no one's talking about it. That was a bad game, uh... I mean, both teams uh, just made so many mistakes. You wouldn't believe that was yeah. for the uh, divisional championship there. Or maybe we should believe it because there were two teams. Uh, the Tennessee was just a broken team going with, once again, another third-string quarterback. And Jacksonville maybe playing a little bit above their heads. They looked so good for a month that we uh, sort of bought in here. And then Trevor Lawrence, he just, I mean, still trying to figure out how he misses A. Jones in the end zone by, I don't know, 15, 20 yards there. Yeah, that was there. wild. Uh, and, even, and there were other plays he missed as well. 
you know, they I said, left, left a lot of points on the field there. In the end, I mean, the Jacksonville defense steps up and uh, wins the division for them. It uh, doesn't matter how you win, just as long as you win, you get in here. Uh, Jacksonville did destroy the Chargers earlier this year, like 38-10. Uh, yep. I want to say in the first, definitely in the first half of the season there. So, uh, be interesting. Chargers tend to charger, right? They find ways to lose here. Uh, hard to trust Staley here. Uh, Jacksonville's a nice story. I'm going to say it does come to an end, though, this weekend. It's a one-and-a-half point spread, George. It's the Saturday nightcap of the doubleheader to start off Super Wild Card Weekend. They played each other week number three. The Jags went to Los Angeles as a six-and-a-half point underdog, and they won outright. I mean, blowing out the Chargers 38-10. to 10. All six of the opening Super Wild Card Weekend playoff matchups that we have are a rematch of at least one game throughout the regular season. Three of the six, half of them, divisional rematches, which means both teams have played each other twice throughout the year. So Jacksonville, the four seed. The Chargers, George, because of the loss that Baltimore suffered to Cincinnati, locked into the five seed. Interesting coaching by Brandon Staley. He kept his, he kept his starters, including his prize quarterback and Justin Herbert, out there into the fourth quarter in a game that meant nothing against the Denver Broncos. The Chargers ultimately lose 31-28 to the Broncos. But Mike Williams, George, had to be carted off the field in the opening half with a back injury. Brandon Staley said in his press conference, Mike Williams could have played if we needed him to. It looked a little bit dicier than that, so we'll worry about the health for Los Angeles entering their wild card matchup on the road in Jacksonville on Saturday night. Yeah, right. Now, you mentioned uh, the Chargers and Staley keeping his starters in there. That was curious. Did he want to win the game? I mean, that was just weird. Yeah. You lost Mike Williams earlier, too. I mean, what are you doing here? Uh, Bosa was banged up as well here. made no sense. I mean, Herbert took a huge hit during that game. That could have easily uh, did the rib cartilage damage again. It's like, what are you doing here? I, I, yeah, you never know what's going through the mind of a coach, but you wonder if this guy, uh, well, he just got, I want to win the game, you know, for whatever reason yeah. here. I didn't think I was very bright at all here of Staley. Listen, Chargers do strange things. They have on there. It doesn't matter what the head coach is, right? Chargers, Charger. Uh, they're a good team, good squad here. I mean, their roster, when healthy, is as good as just about anyone's in the NFL, but they just they seem to find ways to lose here. And, uh, it's always tough to, uh, to bet on them, to, to trust them. And I don't think I do now either here. Uh, but I, I think I just trust Jacksonville less. So that's how the postseason sets up in the NFC and the AFC. The Chiefs, the one seed in the AFC, followed by Buffalo at two, Cincy three, the Jaguars by winning the AFC South, the four seed. They host the LA Chargers, who are the five seed. The six seed, Baltimore visits Cincinnati, and the seven seed, Miami Dolphins, visit Buffalo on Sunday to kick off the triple header of Super Wild Card Weekend. That does it for the NFL for us right now. We turn our attention, George, to a national title game tonight in Los Angeles. The reigning national champs, the top dogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, the number one team in the country looking to make it two consecutive national titles, taking on TCU, the three seed, and the team, George, that nobody expected to be here all season long. The Horned Frogs have had to prove their point each and every step along the way. They are here. The first ever preseason unranked team in the now nine-year history of the college football playoff to make it to the national title game. The spread, George, 13 and a half in favor of Georgia and over-under that stands at 62 in a hook. Now, George Kurtz, I know that you pay attention to college football throughout the year. It might not be your area of expertise necessarily, but I know you've been keying into this national title game. How do you evaluate the spread of 13 and a half with a national championship on the line? 
I mean, it's strange, right? Because uh, no one thought TCU would be here. No one in their right mind thought TCU would be here. Uh, Georgia, certainly. And Georgia's going for the, uh, the back-to-back titles. That'd be the, what, the first time since the 11-12, uh, the Arizona State, uh, as far as winning back-to-back. Uh, so, I mean, I think only the fourth time ever as far as not splitting the title. Uh, fifth time ever, I'm sorry. As far as not splitting the title, there were a couple of splits there uh, for the national championship. So no one's uh, giving. The only question here is this. I think Georgia wins the game. I do. I think my only question is, can they cover? You know, can they keep it? Can it be a game? Can it be excitement, entertaining? Or, you know, by halftime, like, all right, next. You know, that, that sort of thing here. I think they do have a shot here. They're an experienced team. It's not like they're a young, wide-eyed team. They are an experienced team. Maybe they don't have a lot of blue chippers, but uh, they're certainly an experienced uh, squad here. Uh, I, I just find it, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the uh, TCU. It's hard, unless you're a Georgia fan. I think most of us are going to root right. for TCU. Well, wherever your money lies, actually. Uh, but I think uh, we want the underdog, you know. Me, personally, I just want to see a good game here, but my head's telling me this is going to be a runaway. I just think Georgia's going to take care of business. George, eight years now of crowning a national champion in this format of the college football playoff. This will be the ninth national title game of the CFP era. The first four years, the national title game was awesome. Incredibly competitive. Three of the first four decided by just a single score. The average margin of victory, eight and a half points per game. But the last four years, the expectation has now become routes in blowouts. So the 13.5-point spread makes sense from that recent track record because over the last four years, the average margin of victory, 22 points per game. The closest national title game, George, we have seen over the last four seasons was last year as Georgia won its first national championship in 41 years. They beat Alabama 33-18, a 15-point margin. That was the closest game. So unfortunately, although we're with the two final teams remaining that can claim a national championship, at least over the last four years, it hasn't been the most competitive of football games. George, I think when you look at the number here, right, as we try to do the classic correlation of spread to total, the normal thought, George, as you well know, regardless of what sport it is, but uh, certainly in football, when you have a large favorite, To have the offensive opportunity to score enough points to cover as a two-touchdown favorite so that you can cover that margin would eventually lead you to an over because they need to win by at least 14 points. If they're going to do that, you have to score, score, and score. I think it's quite the opposite here, though. I think Georgia covers this number if that defense steps up for the dogs. They entered the SEC title game as the top-scoring defense in the country, only allowing just above 10 points per game, but they gave up 30 and over 500 passing yards to LSU in the SEC title game. Some of that was dependent on the game script as Georgia got up early in that SEC championship game, but Ohio State, the Buckeyes threw for 348 against Georgia's defense and that secondary and scored 41 points. I think if Georgia is going to cover this 13 and a half point spread, it means they limit what TCU is hoping to do offensively and keeps us to an under. And George, a lot of that would be limiting Max Duggan, one of the two Heisman finalists that we have facing off tonight at the quarterback position. For the Horned Frogs, it's Duggan. On the other side for the Georgia Bulldogs, looking for their second straight national championship, it is Stetson Bennett. George, have you bet a lot of props this college football season? What do you make of the quarterback comparison that we have this evening? You know, I think, listen, I think both teams are going to throw the football. They like their uh, sort of the West Coast offense, the quick horizontal passes here. I think that's going to keep up. Uh, both defenses' base is pretty much a nickel. 
you know, they're going to play that extra defensive back here. Uh, so I do like the quarterbacks. I like, obviously, Georgia Moore. I think the quick little pass here, but I think turnovers. I think there's going to be some, uh, a lot of bunch of turnovers more for TCU than Georgia. Two pick six return touchdowns for TCU in that national semifinal against Michigan, courtesy of Bud Clark and D. Winters for the Horn Frogs. But Georgia can get it done as well. A couple of best bets on the other side of the break for the national championship game up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... Get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. A couple more minutes left here on Football Full Circle. George Kurtz and Ben Stevens rocking with you here on this Monday to set the stage, George, one final time for the national championship game tonight in Los Angeles. Number one, Georgia, the reigning national champs, looking to make it two straight against number three, TCU. The Horn Frogs looking to play spoiler one final time this year. George, as you look at the spread, 13.5 in favor of the Bulldogs and over under at 62.5. What's your favorite lean for this evening? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Georgia minus 13 and a half. Uh, I'm going to play the money line as well with Georgia. I'll parlay, though, with an NHL game. I haven't decided which game we're going to do there. But I think Georgia's going to beat that first team since the uh, 11-12 Arizona team to be back-to-back champions. It's a good look for the Georgia Bulldogs this evening. And again, as we discussed, recent national championship games would say that margin is within reach. 22 points per game is the average margin of victory in the last four national title contests. George, I look at TCU and their wide receiver, Quinton Johnston. He might be one of the highest wide receivers selected in the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. In April, he is the epitome of a big play threat, a guy that can take the top off of Georgia's secondary, who has struggled in their last two games in the SEC title against LSU and against the Buckeyes of Ohio State. His longest reception prop tonight is 33 and a half. It's a number he has gone over in seven of the last eight for the Horn Frogs, including in that college football playoff semi against Michigan. He had a 76-yard touchdown reception. He is averaging in that eight-game span, George, a longest grab of 51 yards per game. He is the epitome of a big 
play threat, and I expect TCU to try to take advantage of that with Quinton Donaldson tonight against Georgia's defense. George Kurtz, thank you so much for filling in for Joe Lisi on this Monday here on Football Full Circle. The entire Week 18 recap of the NFL regular season, and of course, a national title on the line tonight in Los Angeles. A champion will be crowned in college football between Georgia and TCU. Thank you for joining us on Football Full Circle to start off your week. Keep it locked to the Sports Grid Radio Network. The Moneyline is up next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.